Sunday, December the 10th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Um, What some of the young people portrayed especially well is that we have great hope in the Christmas story and in Jesus coming. Some of them had slightly different ideas. Yes, there's hope and joy in coming together as families and friends and sharing gifts together and eating pigs in blankets. There's, There's a serious amount of hope in eating pigs in blankets, I'll tell you that. But our true, significant, and life-changing hope is actually in a baby born in a manger in a town in the Middle East about 2,000 years ago. And I want to talk about that hope this morning. And I want to look at that through the lens uh, of one of the characters in our Christmas story. Um, And that character is Joseph. So Pete, I'm going to be talking to just you this morning. Um, Would you turn with me, if you have a Bible, to Matthew chapter 1? Um, unless they're telepathic at the back or very fast, it's not going to come up on the screen. Um, so it'd be good if you got it out on your own Bibles or on your phones to follow along. I'm going to talk through Matthew 1 um, and share a few reflections on hope this morning. So Matthew 1, verse 1. The genealogy of Jesus the Messiah. Let's just pause there. How many people have tried to read the Christmas story and got to this point in the first verse of Matthew and seen the word genealogy and closed their Bible again. Yeah, I've done, I've done that. You know, you get to this moment of excitement. I'm going to read the Christmas story. This year I'm going to do it. I'm going to reflect on it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to read through Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. This is the genealogy of the Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah, his brothers. Judah was the father of... You get that far... The genealogy is not the place to start. But that's where Matthew chose to start. And there's something significant in that. And I don't want to just skip past it this morning. But I don't have time to read it all and then wake you all up after I finish reading it this morning. But there is significance in this genealogy in the, in the start of Matthew. So let's jump in at verse 16 and 17 at the end of it. And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah, Thus, there were 14 generations in all, from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from exile to the Messiah. The two Hebrew words used for hope in the Old Testament in the Bible, hope that we're talking about this morning, more directly translates to waiting. And this idea of hope is so parallel with an idea of waiting. This idea of waiting with expectation for something to happen. There was a whole lot of waiting in 14 generations, 14 before that, for this Messiah to come. Who likes waiting? No one. No. (laughs) Yes, that's the answer I was looking for. No one likes waiting. I didn't realize how much I dislike waiting until recently. Our friends, Dan and Lydia, you might remember them from this church. When they moved into their flat, they bought a stovetop kettle. And I didn't realize how much I disliked waiting until it took 45 minutes for the kettle to boil to have a cup of tea. I really don't like waiting. Who likes standing in a queue? No, still no one. Come on, we're British. We love queuing. We love queuing. 
Okay, let me change it around for you. Who likes next day delivery? Come on. There's a few hands that shot off very quickly. People who haven't started their Christmas shopping yet really like next day delivery. You've got 13 more days until you have to start thinking about Christmas shopping with next day delivery. Isn't that great? Praise Jesus for next day delivery. Who likes TikTok or Instagram or social media or the thing we have in our pocket that brings us out of boredom whenever we need it? Who likes, who likes having a phone? Some people. Some people don't. It's always there. You see, our culture doesn't lend itself to this idea of waiting and this idea that parallels with hope in the Bible. But waiting is actually a really holy concept. Advent that we're in at the moment is a season of preparation and waiting. Our God often goes in a different direction to the culture that we live in and our culture that doesn't believe in waiting anymore. It doesn't invite us into waiting. God might invite us to wait. Often he will put us through a period of waiting before delivering on a promise that he has said. We have to hold on to that hope in the wait. Maybe God is inviting you this morning to find joy again in the waiting. And there was a whole load of waiting, even generational waiting for Joseph and his ancestors, our focus in the story this morning. The prophecies of the Messiah in the book of Isaiah were written 700 years before Jesus was born. 700 years is a lot of waiting. I don't think many of us would want to wait 700 years for anything. It was in the times of Kings Isaiah, Jotham, and Ahaz, who if you're in, the, in Matthew, you look about halfway up our genealogy, that's where you're looking. About 14, more than 14 generations before Jesus. Prophecies like Isaiah 9, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. That prophecy was spoken 700 years before Jesus as a Messiah was born to us. That's a whole lot of waiting. And I imagine in the midst of that, there was a lot of lost hope as well in this wait. Let's jump back in in verse 18 in Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. We find Joseph in a point of despair, in a real loss of hope. He realizes that the woman who was pledged to be married to is pregnant and he knows that he's not the dad. That's quite a sticky situation. There's quite a lot of lost hope in that moment. Can you imagine how little hope he has in this moment? Pete, can you imagine how much, how little hope you have? It's difficult being Joseph in this story. But the story continues. It doesn't end there. In verse 20, it says, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from all their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the, prof- the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took home Mary as his wife. But she did not, he did not consummate the marriage 
until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. The Lord turns Joseph around in this moment from waiting, from a loss of hope in his, in his wife-to-be into this moment of complete joy and expectation and hope that the Messiah is going to be born, and not only born, but born to his wife through the Holy Spirit, to be raised by him as his son. Imagine the hope and joy he feels in this moment and the expectation. In the words of Psalm 30, the Holy Spirit turns his mourning into dancing, removed his sackcloth and clothed him with joy in this moment. And this is the effect of the good news of Jesus. Joseph's hope was fulfilled in the coming of Jesus. And it is the same for us. Our hope is also fulfilled in the stories that we tell this morning in the coming of Jesus. Our hope is fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Our hope also remains in him as the story that Simon and Claire shared with us, shared at the end. Our hope also remains in him for eternity spent with him, for something coming, for the restoration of all things. We wait for that. We hope for that. Revelation 21, verse 3 to 5, it says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. What a hope that is. What a thing to wait for. No more mourning, no more death, no more crying. He will wipe away every tear. He will be our God and he himself will be with us as his people. What a hope to look towards. But also look again at verse five. It says, he, w- he, he who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. The, the, the tense of this passage changes from here from I will do this. He will be our people. So I am making everything new. It is a present reality that Jesus is making everything new. We don't just have a far off distant hope in the coming of Jesus or in revelation or in the new earth and the new creation. We have a present hope that Jesus is making everything new for us, for where we are. So let's look out. Let's wait actively. Let's not just wait with this far off distant thing to look towards, but wait actively. Wait by partnering with him and making all things new. Let's see where he's moving. Let's get involved with it. It's easy to see the tough stuff often in life and where God isn't pulling through. But actually, maybe this moment, take a week, maybe this week, take a moment to see where God is moving, to see what he is doing. Reflect on that, see what he's been doing recently and where he wants to continue that in your life. That conversation you had that sparked something in you, that person you've reconnected with, the lies that God is revealing to you in your heart, the the truth that he's replacing them with. See where he wants to continue moving in your life. Let's come alongside that. Let's partner with him in making all things new. Let's grab hold of where we see hope breaking into our present reality as well as holding on to this distant hope that we have. So just finish in prayer. Father, thank you for this morning. Father, thank you that we have such hope in you. 
that our hope was fulfilled in the coming of Jesus, in the stories we tell this morning, but also that you are presently working in us. And we can also have a distant hope to look forward to. Jesus, help us to see where you're moving this week. Amen.